Welcome to another episode of the Pergamatic Digest podcast. I'm your host, Ellen Parker, and today we have a special guest, Brendan Pollard from Cortex. How are you doing, Brendan? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing pretty great. It's a fine Monday. You're by yourself at the office, and you just told me that you did not have to threaten nobody to leave the office, right, right? That you actually lucked out, but it's all good. We are, we are happy to have you here. We're really excited to have a conversation with you today. Absolutely. Before we get into today's conversation, I always like for the guests to introduce themselves because we really explain who we are best in our own words. So give us like your, your intro, where you started, how you got to where you are. And after that, we'll talk about exactly just that, how to transition and get started into programmatic advertising. If you don't know what it is, if you don't know where to start or how actually once you get into certain roles, it's a hundred percent or close to a hundred percent of being self-taught. Um, so we're going to talk a lot of educational self-development in our industry after this, but I'd love to hear more about who you are, what you do. Sure. No, absolutely. Uh, again, Brandon Pollard, as you, as you aptly introduced me, um, I'm currently the director of ad, uh, digital director of advertising operations at Cortex. Okay. Um, I've been in programmatic and specifically campaign management and trading since about 2014 now. I'm, as I get older, I'm, I like starting to forget how long I've been into it. Um, but I uh, actually really, I got in through, through a, uh, my cousin's fiance actually at the time, uh-huh. uh, a company called Add This, which um, a lot will remember was popularized sharing tools. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I essentially had the, the the pleasant task of kind of taking some of the data that was collected through that company and uh, executing uh, digital ad- advertising campaigns. That uh, is so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my my first role was uh, literally called campaign manager. Yeah. Uh, I came into it not knowing what impression was, never <laughs> even heard formatic, and I, I feel like I mean at least anecdotally that's. A similar story. I feel like it's not one of those things that you go go to school for, and it, you almost need to be one introduced to it by someone. And and for me, quite frankly, and it's kind of approach I've taken is like you need to be mentored through it. Mm-hmm. So I, I had the I had the, the the fortune of having a really good mentor at the time who kind of like literally taught me from scratch, uh, let me learn and underliver and not hit goals and and uh, make mistakes along the way as I just kind of transitioned from uh, originally doing TV advertising. Uh, into in, into programmatic, like I kind of saw the tea leaves, saw where things were going, and, and wanted to make that that transition. Cool. Spent a few years there, again, primarily in campaign management. I did really well, fostered some relationships, and then ultimately made the jump to the Washington Post to do a very similar job. Uh, it's called yield management there, being more so on the sell side. Again, lucky enough to be in the, the have a similar supportive team, where again allowed me as an ad operator, as, as a trader, to really like not just push buttons, but to like learn the entire kind of digital marketing sphere and like really treat each campaign as like trying to achieve a goal um, that's bigger than the CTR or or the CPA. Um, Fast forwarding uh, towards today um, and going back to relationships I fostered at this company Cortex uh, was started, was close with two of the co-founders. They called me up and said like, hey, like how you ran campaigns, remember your work in the past had both of me to kind of run and build the department from scratch or probably before I was <laughs> before, probably before I was ready. But yeah. again, that's kind of like the theme um, of my career is just people really going above and beyond to 
developed me and having faith in me and again getting opportunity and, and I think really opening up this world to people who don't come from like a traditional background don't have that like uh that pedigree of like marketing and advertising I, I certainly did it I, I very much leaned on mentorship and opportunity to 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 make an impact that is so cool because okay so you started in the the tv the traditional tv world right way back when I started mm -hmm. print okay mm -hmm. even though it was still the digital department for that newspaper. But then just like you, I literally fell into programmatic advertising because somebody saw my resume and they were like, this girl's going to be great to for a programmatic trader position that was applying for media buyer in traditional media back in 2014 or 2015, one of them. And they were like, no, I'm calling you back to let you know you're not qualified for this position you applied. Said, Thank you. <laughs> but if you want to, we have this new digital department that we're building up. It's going to be about programmatic media. If you're not familiar, no problem. We're literally building everything from scratch. And that's how I fell into programmatic. I, I love what you said about having a mentor and having somebody you can look up to. Mine was my very first manager, Gabriel Cohen. I always give him a shout out on the podcast anyway. He's on my night now. Um, but he's the one who was like, okay, I love your energy. I know I can teach you some skill set. You're great. Let's go. And then from there, it's been literally me falling into agency world where it was kind of a startup mindset and like being one of the first traders and building up the rest of the department with like not only processes, but training and while servicing clients. So I love your story there. Thank you for sharing. I think I always love to ask this question because like you said, it's like one of those things that it's a really niched uh, industry, but it's it holds 85% of digital advertising, okay? And that's according to Statista. So if you're trying to look up the stats to use on your own, go Google it in Statista, you'll find a graph. But it's crazy that, you know, we're still so niche, right? $155 billion of spend in the US on a programmatic technology rather. So talk to us about like getting started. So Somebody's probably listening to the podcast like, I ain't got, I have no idea what programmatic is, programmatic. What is the top three things you want them to know when they first get started in this industry? Whether it's a campaign manager, whether it's a, what, as you mentioned, which is a trader or ad ops or whatever it is, when you, you're starting in any new industry, specifically ours, what are the top three things you want the person to remember? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and it's somebody, hopefully... I, one may not be as accessible. It might be more down to chance. But I, first thing, as I mentioned, is find a mentor or find a place that's going to foster your development, like not just in that role, but I think just think as a marketer in general. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that you said again, that, that resonated with me was that like it's it's account accounts for programmatic specifically accounts for so much revenue uh, within like the digital in the marketing ecosphere. But like it is treated really niche. I mean, part by design and the sales and marketing that's needed. But at the end of the day, it's a marketing job, right? Yeah. And, and marketing is marketing is one of those things that I, I think I, we all kind of inherently understand just through like living in this world to an extent, like we market ourselves every day in one shape, uh, one way, shape or form. So uh, really, my first piece of advice is to, again, find a company that I think sees a, a programmatic role or specifically an ad ops role as such. And it's it's uh, not a role where it's like, hey, I can hit the CTR, just learn this platform and that's it. It's really seeking to develop your mind for, the, yeah. for these things, not necessarily like, hey, here's how to learn this platform. And obviously, <laughs> yeah, and also LinkedIn with that, again, mentorship, if you, if you can. Again, I certainly wouldn't be here. And I, I think a lot of us can say that without having a, a few individuals that kind of profoundly impact your, your trajectory. Um, 
the second thing is like really uh, develop your voice, right? Um, uh, one of the things I think this is before before we hit record, I, I mentioned that like uh, our my company's name, our current company's name, Cortex. Like we removed the E, and it's just like one of those things that you do in ad tech. <laughs> you remove it. One of, the, <laughs> one of the things I noticed when I jumped into ad tech is all the terms and the acronyms <laughs> and abbreviations, and like it just made my head spin. Like my first six months of just learning all the what these things meant and just having my head spin in meetings and yeah. tech. So my first six months, like, let me figure out what all these things means. And I don't want to use those terms, really. I just want to speak plainly. I want to articulate these things to clients who are likely going to be in the same boat as me. Where they're not as they don't yeah. know every single level uh, lever in the platform or every single metric and, and kind of be more approachable and not be this yeah. pretentious, pretentious lord of platform knowledge on the, on the back end. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, then thirdly, again, I, I always be trying new things, right? Like whether that be getting into programmatic for the first time or learning things that are outside the scope of your, your job, especially when you get first get started, because it's, it's really easy to become uh, inundated with whatever DSP you're learning or, or again, your individual campaigns. But like those things will be fleeting. They'll change year to year. Um, what you want to be, you want to be keeping up with what's happening around you. And like those articles in ad exchange or Digiday, those things end up having an effect on your industry or your role at some point. Mm -hmm. So be pointed about like learning and try not to make it abstract. Try to apply it to your, your everyday job. If you read about a cool new attribution platform or tech, reach out to that vendor, try it on one of your own campaigns, really be pointed about learning. That's so good. Like, okay, so three things you said. The first one is finding a mentorship. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to add finding a community. Okay. Like when we started, it was what, 10 years ago, you said back in 2014, give or take. And there were, were not a lot of people willingly open to talk about programmatic. And that is an absolute shameless plug. That's one of the reasons why I created a community where traders can come from different space in the world um, and talk about just that talk shop like hey my ctr is not there why not and i have a i don't know or my ott cpms are outrageous i don't understand those type of questions or the most recent was about algorithm like what's what's up with the dv dv3c algorithm for this particular uh placement or whatever it was this is exactly why because i remember being in that position just like you and having to figure out everything and google was helpful but not as helpful as we think it was back then <laughs> you know i'm not trying to age me i'm only 33 but like, it won't there <laughs> at all okay google was not there and YouTube was certainly very far, especially in terms of programmatic. So we've done much better in terms of education, but that's one of the reasons why, like, I'm like, no, there has to be a way for me to keep learning from others. Cause I don't get to trade as much, but I train people who trade. And also it's just like, when you work for a bigger company, you get lost. You're just a number. And so, yeah, they claim that we have a culture and whatnot, but ultimately down to that individual, if you're not able to really speak to their ability to learn and be themselves, like be authentic, then I don't, I don't know. I don't think we're doing a great job, right? It's about well, how can you really live within a, or to your truth personally so that when you're in professional workplace or environment, you get to really continue shining your light. And I love your number two, which is finding your voice, because I, I think we don't do a good job at giving traders, entry-level people, or anybody that's actually managing y'all's million of dollars ad spend, a voice. Literally, I've had traders come to me and say, and I know they have an excellent, I know the company, I know they have an excellent company, but they just don't have the confidence. And I'm always like, 
how can I help you develop that confidence? Just like, well, every time I say something, I get this and that. Like, you should have known that, or you should look it up, or you, you know, no, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we should all look it up. But if I'm getting to a place where I have enough humility to come ask you, I may need to hold, hold my hand a little bit longer. You know what I mean? It's cool. We're all human. <laughs> so I, I love what you shared. I think it's really, really important. And then, of course, number three is, um, staying curious, being having like that investigative mindset, you're going to have to look up things up, period. I remember looking at numbers, everything was great one day, the next day, everything was down to shit. And then you were like, yeah. what did I do? Yeah. I, I did, what just happened? <laughs> you, you look at the, you start talking to the computer, like, I know, what, what did you do? Like, what's happening, right? Um, so you're going to have to, <laughs> you're going to have to look shit up. You're really going to have to like, Going. I actually, I actually, oh, sorry. I, and I actually stole the my third was kind of from I believe in your email. Your tagline <laughs> is "Stay curious," and that like popped. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, no, absolutely. It, the programmatic is too fast to to know everything. It's impossible. There's literally uh, a company that focuses on every single aspect of the chain, yeah. and then like, especially to me, working at a company now where again our, our our specificity, we don't have specificity in a specific mm -hmm. platform of tech, so I kind of have to have a broad array of knowledge, and it's just it's impossible to yeah. know the ends and in, the intricacies of every single piece of technology or, or campaign type companies. I have to be careful. And, and you're absolutely right. Like it's almost impossible, but like yours because you remember one thing one day, <laughs> and then literally like three four days later, you're like, did I do that? Like what did I do? Like it must have made sense in this moment if I did this, because it's not seeing, it's not looking like it's making sense now. So what happened? Um, so it's important. And that's when we talk about process uh, and implementation, uh, implementation internally. But it's really great that you're able to share this because I know somebody's going to listen and be like, oh, this is me right now. And somebody else is going to listen and be like, oh, this, this is what is ahead of us. So let's talk about Cortex. Like, let's talk about, I know you said that you knew the co-owners before starting, but talk about some of the growth, talk about like the benefit of working for a black owned a digital marketing firm. You guys represent both agencies and firms, which is great. So I'd love to hear more about some of the things you've learned that is probably different from working with a black owned age, a firm versus like a, you know, like a Washington Post on the publisher side. Like what's What's the biggest thing you you think? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And as mentioned, like the two two of the uh, the co-founders, I actually met again, kind of that community that we mentioned, kind of met through my my first job originally. So again, importance of reaching out, they reached out to me. Um, but no, it, it's it's been a it's I mean I will say this because <laughs> I work it now. It's been a dream been a dream company for me just because of the everything that I've kind of explained what kind of my ethos is. Parton's been instilled by me, the by instilled in me by the company, but it's things that I personally believe. Things like, uh, again, mm -hmm. being curious, uh, fostering a community of of development and growth. All things Cortex has done a, a great job of facilitating for not only myself, but passed down to me to to kind of distill to my my current team and, and across the company. Yeah, quite frankly, being it's it's great to feel a sense of community uh, with a smaller company and, and being black owned. Yeah. I our our founder Damon Henry, I didn't know before I worked here. But one of the things, and again, this is it's not necessarily always connected to to being a minority-owned business, but it was that sense of trust and again care that I felt um, joining here, and again the community that sometimes you don't always get that when you're at a Washington Post or when you're like the only the only minority or you are the only one of a certain background at, at a company. So again, going back to that community and that sense of trust and having somebody that cares 
about you, at least from a work sense, right? I personally, I'm sure they do <laughs> too, but at least fostering, fostering a, a community that, again, that lends care to the individuals that work here. And it's not all bottom line and, and just having a sense of purpose within a place, I think is r- extremely motivating in an industry like this, where you have to do the things we mentioned, like stay curious and be developing yourself and need to be given a chance to do some of these things that we outline. Um, and I mean, Cortex as a company itself, again, we're really service-based. Our, our core strength really is in our, our, our personalized and, and community approach. And we, we try to extend that obviously internally uh-huh. and externally uh, with our clients. We certainly have some tangible uh, strengths, specifically there, I'm make sure I, I hit all the points for, for my, uh, for Somebody my team. Somebody on but, marketing team is gonna yeah, be like, like, let me make sure he is. <laughs> yeah, I don't wanna, I don't marketing, marketing to kill me. Cause it's just, uh, again, I didn't PR's say- PR's gonna text you tonight. Yeah, I didn't have a marketing <laughs> But yeah, we certainly have some really core straight. I, I, Damon, our CEO, as I mentioned, he's an engineer oh, nice. by trade. So we have really strong, we're underpinned by a strong data mm-hmm. analytics team, um, the media execution side, which I work on, and a really strong uh, mm-hmm. creative services team. So those are the three kind of pillars in which we kind of execute that service-based vision. But the thing I like about working at Cortex is, again, is that like we try to take the approach that like we want to help you solve problems ultimately and create impactful uh, campaigns. Again, we're not trying to sell you one audience or uh, make you one platform. We're really just want to, hey, what are your problems? Can we solve them? Or ultimately, if you're just day one as a brand or an agency starting an initiative, we want from start to finish to make sure that's impactful and play our part too. It doesn't always have to be all us. We just want to play our part and give you true, again, consultative uh, and strategic advice on, on, on hitting goals. Yeah, and that that approach is kind of how I run my team as well. Um, one of the fortunate things uh, connecting what we were talking about with ad operators finding their voice is this is the third stop that I've been at where like ad operators can have a voice. So I can talk directly yeah. to clients or internally and provide feedback from the campaigns yeah. that we're running. I, it's always yeah. blown my mind when I've talked to yeah, when I've talked to colleagues in the in the industry whose again main job is to, to press buttons, which is like fine, but I I think that not only stunts individual growth, but you're you're leaving out a huge strategic piece in operational yeah. perspective, uh, in evolving and growing the accounts that you do have. Like it's one thing to I think sign an IO and hit a goal, but it's like what do you do from there? Have you demonstrated that there is real value and impact? And I I think you have to tell yeah. the whole story. And again leaving it just to sales or to yeah. your planning team or to the top again it's, 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 it's short-sighted and again it's ultimately like you're you're handcuffing yeah. yourself at, or whatever you're you know it's such a good point i just mentioned because a lot of you know some agencies that i talk to even like brands honestly i work with uh, in-housing brand too and they all mentioned that you know the, the adults don't always know how to see through the eye of a client sometimes the communication is lacking but my my take is that they're the best person to explain what's going on. It's up to us as leadership to train them, to mold them into seeing through the eye of a client. Uh, the biggest thing I do, again, is like when we train somebody, it's like we focus on those soft skills, which is presentation, writing, and, and communication, like the communication skills, speaking, writing, and the presentation of it all. And it's a tough skill set to acquire, but it's not impossible. Anybody can write. Anybody can look at those insights and determine the analysis, like how is your analysis going to pull into something that's going to speak to those stakeholders. Um, so it's up to us to let them know, like, this is very much into details. They don't, they don't need to see every single CPCs for every single data segments. However, which one is performing really best and why? And that's all we want to tell them. So there's always an opportunity for growth anywhere 
anytime there's a challenge, I'm always like, this is a challenge because there's an opportunity to train somebody to do it better, period. It's never, you know, and I don't believe that the person just doesn't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I haven't got there yet. I don't know what, what's your take and you can tell me for real, but every time I had this, the opportunity to really understand how they learn, how they understand, then that's how they're able to do it themselves, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I going back to like finding your voice, and I think that's something that I would tell an individual. And then myself, as I have yeah. trained people on on my teams, it's it's really to to your point. Like there is a way to kind of connect the dots. Like you, it, it's not connecting. I think you have to take as a again as a mentor, as a as a leader, or as a trainer, you have to take the responsibility to, to find that connection point or to find a way to conceptualize what's happening. Because again, at the end of the day, this is stuff is like to me are just broad marketing concepts again painted by some of the the tech that we use really and, I, and again I, i'm a firm believer that everybody kind of ex- understands marketing to to an extent mm-hmm. I, and on some level can i find what level they've engaged or or have connected with and can i essentially bring whatever material i'm trying to to teach or whatever concepts i'm trying to change a train can i bring those things together and and yeah that's that's the approach i've had with the training on my team as well we, we've had uh, recently two people who, again barely knew what an impression was yeah. when it came in and both and both um, ones is, is I think about eight months in it's excelling the other one's about two months in is already running campaigns uh so again this this stuff is pro- yeah mm-hmm. these things are definitely approachable and uh, again I try to teach it through through a lens of again mm-hmm. just overall yeah. marketing and not so much worrying about like you know, the details of every single mechanism in the DSP. I think that stuff is it's learnable. Yeah. Like we all can use computers generally. So it's more so like yeah. understanding what buttons you're pushing and what they mean in, in the campaign. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Before before we go into the closing segments, like I want everyone to go on uh, Cortex's website. I think it's cortex.io. So Cortex is K-O-R-T-E, I mean, K-O-R-T-X.io. There's no E there because we dropped the E. Remember, yeah. at- but like when you go in the the people's uh, section of like here's our team meet us or bad us or something like that like the CEO or the co-founders are at the bottom of the page which is super interesting I've never seen this okay yeah. if you are a company that does that I'll be do that cool for you I had never seen this before it's <laughs> literally super dope and this is why because it just shows that you know the founders and leadership are putting their people first against their own self like very often you always just see founder cfo cvp of whatever and then you'll see a thousand of vp and then you'll see the add up <laughs> you see everything else and i think that's great i wanted to give you all a shout yeah. out about that i think that's really dope yeah sometimes they're not included at all too so i i'm i'm, I'm glad I like bro i was like man it's one thing to say like, hey, we're about community, but it's, I think it's, it's really important to like show at least no matter how small things like that to show that like yeah. we do actually kind of small things. Small exactly. It's a small details. That's really dope. All right. Now let's go into our closing segment where I like to ask some cool, fun uh, questions. So let's let's ask you this. Give us one fun fact about yourself. Oh, facts. Um, uh, so I am a military kid, so I've uh, lived in about five places. So that's a fun fact. Uh, I can run nice. through them and them. And again, as I as I get older, I have to think about these numbers and things. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> my uh, my father was in the in the Air Force, so uh, I was born in Virginia, and then we moved to Montana, Germany, New Jersey, and then ultimately to Maryland, where I spent like the second half of my life. 
Um, uh-huh. So a uh, really transient kid, don't have a lot of lifelong friends. So I oh. almost... <laughs> Oh, oh. That, that's I need everyone friends. listening to podcast to holla at Brendan so he can have more friends, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm happy. Yeah, actually, yeah, if anyone wants to be friends, again, as you, as you mentioned, community is really important. So, yeah, send me, <laughs> yeah. Send me a message on LinkedIn. I, all the friends uh, I can get, I'll take. Yeah, I, get I get it. That's really fun, actually. Uh, that's where my family lives in Virginia, Virginia Beach area. Me and my husband's uh, family, that's where they are. That's how I, where I moved. All right. Tell me the latest fun things you've done. Like, dang, I just did this and it was really great. And it's not something related to work. Like, we really just want to find out, like, what do you do for fun? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, I mean, it's not not too crazy. So I generally, I'm a big traveler. I like to travel quite a bit. Uh-huh. Um, uh, this this year, actually, I'll, I'll give you two. I don't know if cheating. But uh, <laughs> I went to Medellin, Colombia. And then literally just yesterday, I got back from Toronto with a few, uh-huh. uh, few co-workers and it was phenomenal time i uh, i like to go loose plans just like have maybe a few restaurants in the back pocket and really just walk and explore um yeah. again traveling is probably the coolest thing that i do in my life again outside outside of work um just great to kind of get out and walk and heighten, heighten your senses to me yeah do you have a traveling blog or a traveling podcast or something like that? Oh no, I don't. Oh, traveling no. Instagram, those those are a thing nowadays. Listen. Uh, yeah, we, we have a travel Slack at Cortex, and uh, and then okay. one of the things I'm actually particularly bad is at documenting my travels. I uh, when I went to Colombia, they're like, "Hey, where the pictures?" I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I took like zero pictures." So I, I do need to be a little more pointed about that. Yeah. <laughs> Shut it off. We gotta shut it off, sir. No yeah. pictures of Colombia. Come on. Well, that shows that you were meant. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I try to sound. I try to sound cool and earthy and say I'm just living in the moment. But really, I'm yes. just <laughs> just be forgetting to take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, okay, so uh, leave us with uh, some word of wisdom. What is one thing, and maybe you already said it in the podcast, so I'm going to challenge you to say something else, right? Um, but what is one thing you wish you knew then that you now know? Like, what is one thing you wish you told Brendan as a freshman in the industry that Brendan senior in the industry knows? Um, yeah, to make it different from what I said earlier, uh, I'll say focus on what value I'm driving or being able to articulate, articulate what good. it is I'm doing. And, and connect it back to marketing goals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I know, like vanity metrics receive a lot of scrutiny uh, within within our industry, um, and also not just from the the, the vendor side, but certainly from the agency side too, with all the downward pressures, like it goes. Um, but at the end of the day, this stuff has to mean something. And when you're running that campaign, I would tell myself, like when you're running that campaign, um, construct, execute, manage that campaign, and provide feedback. Uh, as if you were talking to like the CMO or the CEO and not like the media or the buyer on the other end. And now don't just spit out metrics. Again, articulate and communicate how you're actually contributing again to that, that mm-hmm. at the end of the day, how impactful you are to whatever their marketing goals are. And it doesn't always have to be bottom line. It's always, I think there's a tendency to be too simplistic and to think that every impression that goes yeah. out has to lead to a sale. But like mm-hmm. you do want to be able to find impact and show like, this is why what I'm doing is valuable. I think not only like externally where you're talking to clients, but internally too, as you try to grow your influence or try to advocate for yourself to have that voice, it's really have pride in what you do and know what you do is valuable. Explain that to people. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That is so good. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for stopping by. That was so, so dope. There's a lot of gems. If anybody wants to reach out to you, how can they do that? 
Um, you can reach out to me on, on LinkedIn, and I believe my LinkedIn has my Cortex email. Again, looking for friends, so I'll, I'll even drop my email. It's Brandon at Cortex.io. Very simple, very ad techy. Yeah. <laughs> again, more than more than open to talk. Programmatic. Again, mentorship. I, I generally hire pretty frequently too. So if you are, oh, uh, well, that's a plug yeah. right there, y'all. So yeah. definitely reach out to <laughs> Brandon, or at least get it, stay in touch with him. Exactly. Stay, 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 stay in touch. Yeah, I got a little overzealous there for a second. At least stay, stay in touch. Stay in touch. I'm happy to help or, um, or offer advice. As somebody who, who came to this blind, I, I'm hugely sympathetic and I see the value into bringing in a range of mindsets uh, uh, into this industry. It's one I enjoy and it's one I, I like to think that I've had impact on and I wouldn't have had that if there wasn't somebody who, who shared the sentiment that I'm, I'm trying to put it back out into the universe. That's really great. Well, thank you so much for dropping by. We are definitely going to keep Brendan's information in all of the uh, description right below this video, wherever you're watching on all podcasts and on YouTube. Thank you for dropping by, Brendan, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.